0: Hello uh, and welcome to this Non-Zero One special edition podcast Whoa. Yeah, with myself, Fran Miller. Uh,
1: me, John Hunter.
0: And me, Kat Harrison. And the fourth member of Non-Zero One who can't be with us today uh, because she is on uh, parental leave is Sarah Butcher.
1: Why are we doing the podcast, Kat?
2: It has been 10 years since we made our first piece of work and so we thought it would be a, an interesting time to reflect on everything we've done at this point and maybe pass on some
0: pearls of wisdom cool. if we have any it might i mean it's going to be an, an emotional ride for yeah. everybody Strap in. yeah Strap in. <laughs> exactly
1: so we asked some people who have been very important to our journey over the last 10 years to pose some questions to us uh, which we attempt to answer one by one per <laughs> episode there are 8 in total
0: so, we hope you enjoy. And if you'd like to find out any more information about Non Zero One, you can visit our website at www.nonzero1.com uh, and drop us a line. We would love to hear from you.
2: Drop us a line?
0: I don't know. Yeah, Email just
1: give us or... a bell.
0: <laughs> 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 so, this question is from Annie Riley Smith, who is um, producer at the National Trust. And we met her on a project called um, Put Her Forward, which was done with Heritage Open Days in 2018. She's asked us the question, what does interactive mean? I'd like to open it to the floor, actually.
1: Really? Yeah. I wanted to throw that one out to the floor. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think we should look at it in both, like, why we started to use, why, why is interaction a key part of our work? Right, you are. And therefore, what does it mean to us? Because mm-hmm. I think many different people can have different opinions on this. But what do like? What do we mean for it?
2: <laughs> and friends pointing. At Kat. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> sort of. I think it's interesting because um, we've used um, interactive or interaction to describe our work for quite a long time. In when possibly lots of other people have been using it in uh, to describe some thea- thea- theater work <laughs> I don't know why I said theater work yeah. to describe some theater work in, in uh, as interactive but in ways that we would consider it very different because yeah. for us interactive um, or I, I think interactive came for us from the beginning where we were talking about um, audiences having an agency within the work and being able to kind of shape it in some way and so in that sense everybody who came to experience a Non-Zero-One work would have a slightly different experience because it would be shaped by them as individuals. But also, uh, in the other way, we were trying to make work that could be responsive to people's different reactions as well, Um, which is like a very different way that people use interactive interactive theater or interactive work which can be like putting people on on a stage to do something like there and then like we 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 never wanted to set people up in that way and we always talked about like people participating in our work in a way that wasn't humiliating or that was clear or that would have a payoff does that
0: make sense yeah a question question has any of our work ever not been interactive? I'm using that sort of like as we see it.
2: It's interesting, isn't it? Because I I think more recently, maybe this is interesting why we're doing it now. I've used probably participatory more than interactive. So, for example, with put her forward, yeah. um, there is an interaction because we because uh, because the general public anyone can nominate a woman uh, that they would like to see become a statue, but also the the women who were selected and were like going to have statues 3D printed of themselves. They're also kind, but I, I would probably turn that more as participating in the work now than in, you know, in a, in a way it's still using interaction in the way we were defining it eight years ago. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, maybe it's just because that's more of a terminology that's familiar with sector now i don't know what do you guys yeah
1: say? well i think that we've meant different things ourselves by the use of the word interactive over time and with the benefit of uh seeing something out in the world that was only an idea beforehand and then actually allowing that interaction to take place and like the thing with interaction is that you can only design half of it right and then the other yeah. half is it Being interacted with. And until you really do that, you don't know how it's going to go because otherwise it wouldn't be interactive. You you know, we used to talk about it quite a lot as blank space. Oh, yeah, the blank space. Where it's like, (laughs) well, how did you perceive that moment of choice? What did that choice look like to you? What was the process that went on in your head in order to make that choice? And that it's not always just about the choices you make, but also. The reason you made those choices as opposed to anybody else. And I think, like, with a choose at at that that point in time, you might do it differently tomorrow. You, You know, we've always been quite certain that humiliating people or making them even more vulnerable than they already would be in in that situation of massive power imbalance where you've created the the framework and somebody else is just entering into it we we wouldn't want to do that but i think that we've also learned that slightly th- through doing um you know and and just become more and more sure of it and like the example being piece of work called the time out which put 12 people together in a fictional scenario where they were told that they were a world leading water polo team
0: and they were wearing water polo hats they
1: were wearing water polo caps and they were told that they were 39 minutes or so away from uh the final of the tournament and that they were kind of going through a psychological kind of uh pep talk from their coach in that piece you were put on the spot quite a bit you know like because that's what we wanted to do at the time and i think we wouldn't make that piece now i don't think we'd make it like that and i think we, we we've been able to look back at that and go oh actually There are points in that experience which really draw on your goodwill as a participant and kind of go, Mm. join in because you want this to succeed, join in Mm. because it's going to be a bit awkward if you don't, join in because you can see that you're meant to. Interactive in our context often comes with a degree of words like, kindness or care or responsibility and mm. and i wondered kind of what you thought about that because i think that that's not a given and it's not any more right than not doing that and like for example i remember uh introducing students when we were teaching to uh the work of Entred Goed mm. and uh, specifically a piece called internal yeah. where um, there 's a kind of mechanism of betrayal that takes place um, in order to question how quickly or readily we might trust somebody, especially if we 've just met them but you know the scenario kind of is set up that we would be ready to to volunteer our trust and and about all the ways in which you might see that as very problematic, but they also they make incredible work that really affects people very deeply yeah. and inspires them but we you know at least at the time of of learning about that piece, I don't know about you, but I think I feel like we talked about it together and mm-hmm. kind of felt like, oh, we would never do that. Mm-hmm. We'd never do that because the payoff from that is that you need to be made a fool of in order to appreciate something, to learn a lesson from a bad experience almost, and that it could be a very powerful lesson and a vet- lesson that you're actually thankful for or a realization that you wouldn't come to if you'd just been treated gently, softly, carefully but is that uh, is there not another way to get there you know that doesn't involve putting someone in a vulnerable or a risky position and i think yeah and, and and sometimes that's limited what we feel might take place in the work that we're making because you kind of discuss something and go well, i think that's i think it just makes people feel mm. too bad you know i think we've we've had feedback like that like from somebody who tested a piece of work that we made Uh, At the National Theatre on the roof, you'll see me sailing in Antarctica, where there was a moment that asked people to visualise their own deathbed. Uh, And somebody said, you know, like, I've just got an experience that is really recent for me that is just incredibly raw. And I just don't feel that, like, you can ask ask me to do that. And... We we had a choice in that moment, which was like, oh, well, we think it's still incredibly powerful to do exactly that in that way. And so we're going to just run the risk of taking people to that place. And, And if you get really upset and burst into tears and have a traumatic time, then sorry, but like maybe you'll thank us one day. Or, okay, is there another way of driving at that point that maybe takes into account the fact that going directly there with a question like picturing yourself on your deathbed might be, triggering for people but you know what we're really trying to ask is dot 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 dot. so is there another way to come at that and like on that occasion at least we did we yeah. we kind of we changed what we were asking because we kind of felt responsible for really upsetting that person mm-hmm. and I, I think that when you start to make stuff interactive and you start to say well this is about you as yeah. much as it's about anything else then you it's not just what you want to do and what you want to say, it's suddenly how it affects those people that you depend on in order for the, the piece to succeed.
0: How do you think that VR is changing in interactive or the term interactive or because we've we've worked a little bit at the immersive storytelling studio. Um uh, we got a week to sort of come in and play with um a lot of v r toys um and to get our heads into it and see how we would kind of use it and utilize that technology for our practice um, and actually it became quite hard for us, and I think because of the lack of
2: communication there's a there's a difference between like immersive and interactive, and yep um. That, that again I think it has um come into to play in like theatre so like there's so many more immersive like when we first started making yeah. work really immersive was just punch drunk <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Um there was an entre and like it was a really sort yeah, of fresh, fresh way of yeah. talking about work. Um and now it's actually much more common and I think as well with VR, like you sort of place yourself like that is in in its in its um, form, an immersive experience. And it's got me thinking and a bit about what John was talking about in that when we approach interaction and interactivity, we always hold a responsibility to it. Mm. So that um, even though we might have this blank space and we might ask an audience member, a participant, a question, like we always want them to feel held in that, uh, in that moment, and we don't like want to let them drop. And I think even when we've not like quite managed it, even with like the timeout and stuff like that, we've we've always kind of tried to create a boundary or a framework for people to kind of be held and and. I think we've always placed a responsibility on us, yeah, for sure, and that was something that when we were at the immersive storytelling studio, I was really like surprised at for some of the work that we were doing which was really experimental. There was just this lack of responsibility mm. um in terms of putting people into those situations um I think I remember that very strongly when we were looking at some of the v r work, you know, we also feel it i mean. It, as people who've made participatory work and interactive work, when we go and see other people's interactive and participatory work, I think some of the things that I pick up on a lot is stuff like where you feel the, the participants haven't been held. Like it is that decision of artists to be like, no, we're just going to like, you are going to free fall in, as, a, as an audience member in this piece. We are going to throw you into To it. the wolves. To the wolves. Yep. And um and actually i think for us because what we're trying to ask people are questions like honest questions for them to ask themselves like it's not helpful for us to th- like to to throw people to the wolves no. sometimes like it's
0: not helpful for the cuz then they won't be themselves yeah. then they like clam up and you you you're trying to be either the funnier person that you yeah. you know you're trying to And you're not actually allowing yourself to have that meditative or thoughtful or a process to be part of our performance and and think about who you are within it. I was just thinking when you're talking there about um a documentary challenge at the Mm -hmm. Imperial War Museum, which does feel like a truly interactive place that happens without us that people can, young people particularly, can like go off into a museum and, and make their own almost like. Well, they're documentaries, uh, and and how that format we've sent to that, and that does feel like a, a thought, sort of an open pro, an open product that people can like fill their own creativity within as well in terms of interactivity.
1: Yeah, and like when we do, when we when we do workshops, mm. an exercise that almost always seems to get in at least in if i'm planning one because i love it and and also an exercise that was part of developing documentary challenge Mm. was one called good questions and it was just um you know some time spent thinking about what makes a good question as opposed to um you know a question that either has a really obvious answer or feels like it requires uh, a certain amount of knowledge or really specific experience in order to be able to answer and actually there are enough questions in the world that you can answer as you everyone's an expert in their own experience Mm. of their own experience you know and it's like you can't be wrong if you're answering on your own behalf and i think that that's where you know you've hit a good question is that anybody could immediately answer it or if not immediately, could immediately start thinking about what their answer would be and feel like they've got the right and the authority to answer it and that that question is for them. And I think the moment that you feel like there is a right answer Mm. that you might not know or, oh, I couldn't talk to that because I don't know enough or la 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 la, then it's not the best question. And I think that interactive a lot of the time means that your job is coming up with those questions not trying to give people the answers mm-hmm. and the example of documentary challenge you know like how is that our piece of work it's a load of people going around a museum talking about things and it's like well the bit of that which was our work was framing those questions yeah. in a way that makes you feel ready to to Go answer out and do them that, yeah. and and you know if you're not asking if you're just telling then that's sort of the end of the that's end of statement isn't it it's like la 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 la, la thanks goodbye mm-hmm. and actually like i think that the the day we make something that does that mm-hmm. that would feel like an enormous shift yeah a, a phrase that we share that is always really useful for me is it matters that it's you yeah meaning like this experience would, would this be, be, be the you? same yeah if it was somebody else here on a different night. And if so, then where's the room for it to, to where's the agency of of that individual? And how are they influencing what's happening and the outcome? And so if you can't say it matters that it's you, then are we working hard enough to create that opportunity for agency and and to listen?
0: Thank you for joining us for this podcast with Non-Zero One. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. And if that was your first one, there are seven more or six more if you've done two. So you can make your way through the whole... <laughs> are you going to go through all of the them? You can make your way through the whole How lot many more are there if you have you've such done a nice five. time. There'll be three more. And then when you've done seven, you'll only have one more to go. And if you've done eight, you can join Non-Zero One. <laughs>
1: And you also will have listened to this outro eight times as well. Sorry about it. All right, then. See you later. bye. Bye.